You're listening to the Snazzy Lifestyle Podcast with Keisha B and C Black the Business every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Special guest Erica Jones. Um, would you like to give a background about yourself? Sure, sure. I'm excited to be here. Um, so like you said before, my name is Erica Jones. I am the CEO and founder of the Vivian Neely Project. And it's pretty much a foundation, a nonprofit foundation um, who helps women and men who's been victims and survivors of domestic violence and HIV and AIDS. Now, um, real quick about about that. Is it they have to have all of those included? A survivor no. and AIDS and or is or options? No, it's all different types of options. It's just, um, let me just give you a little background story on how I actually combined both of those um, HIV and AIDS together with domestic violence. So um, originally it started out with me um, helping with HIV and AIDS. Um, How I got the name The Vivian Neely Project It was named after my grandfather and my cousin who both died of um, HIV and AIDS. So that's how that initially started um, from there. And then how we got and jumped to the domestic violence side was um, I actually been involved with two domestic violence relationships. And I believe those are the two major things that our community you know, suffer from and try to sweep underneath the rug or, you know, what stays in my, what goes on in my house stays in my house type of situation. So I was just like, hey, might as well just do both of them. Um, so, so. Of what, um, what you have went through in your relationship? I'm sorry, you can repeat that for me. Can you give us an insight of what you have went through within your relationship? Yeah, so um, within my relationships, um, I just, and I went through two domestic um, violence relationships. Um, I know that kind of sounds crazy, but, um, you know, when you go through something you think is, and you've been going through something for so long, you think it's very familiar and you think it's love and if you really haven't experienced what true love really is you wouldn't understand or you wouldn't see the warning signs of or red flags um of what an actual domestic relationship um is um it's physical mental emotional abuse were both of them the same type of abuse or were they different Uh, approaches I guess you can say um they were kind of both the same um the first relationship I was in it kind of started off with um more so emotional and then towards the end it started to get physical and then my second relationship was um predominantly physical um I don't know where to go with that. How do you think that that comes about? Is these traits in the males, or you think these are traits that probably maybe are triggered by something and brings this out of the male, or you think they uh-huh. are troubled kids, you know, youths, and they're pro- you know, in their youth and their younger lives. 
I believe it can be um, somewhat of both. Um, I know hurt people hurt people. So I believe that with my, well, actually both of them, um, with my first and my second one, it, I believe it was like more of a narcissist kind of aspect to it. And it was more so of a controlling factor um, when they felt like I was getting too, um, if I was getting too much freedom or something like that, they tried to control me because I'm more of a free spirited type of person. So when they felt like they couldn't tell me what to do anymore or be there anymore, or they felt like I didn't need them anymore, that's when um, the physical abuse started. How far into the relationship did that start? The first one, it went a year um, before um, the physical relationship, I mean, the physical abuse started. And then for the second one, it was within the first three months. What? Yeah. How how long did you last or stay around, stick around and and during the first one? During both of them? Actually, how long did you stick around where you realized you had enough and it was time to just get out of that situation? So the first one, it was four years, I want to say, before I actually got the courage to be like, you know what, I can't do do this anymore. Um, I pretty much packed up all my stuff. Um, I left the washing machine, the dryer, the refrigerator I pretty much left everything and I just I moved out and I didn't let him know where I was going for the first one so that was for four years I was dealing with that do do he know where you're at now like do he know of you like you know like no he doesn't know where I'm actually located now no he does not and the second one and then the second one um it was only we only was together for seven months um before I got into um a really bad incident with him um so let me just you know brief you guys on the reason why I did start my domestic violence um foundation again so he my second relationship me and him got into a physical altercation um, prior to everything that was going on and he wound up hitting me first and then me being me I was just like nah I'm not going through this the second time around so that's when I started fighting back and just fighting him and just decided to stay mm-hmm. um, When once that happened on June 17th of 2017 um, he wound up coming home and we got to arguing again. He wound up pushing me and I just completely blacked out. When I woke up, I woke up paralyzed. What? Yeah. So when I woke up paralyzed, I was just like, nah, this can't be real. Mm. And what I wound up... Because he wound up putting me in a headlock and like after we were fighting I wound up going for his growing area because I felt like that was just the only thing that that was going to stop him 
from like continuing to keep hitting me. And once I did that, I completely blacked out. But by that time, I was already on the, on the floor. So by the time I woke up, he told me that he put me in a headlock and I was trying to get out. So the force of him trying to squeeze me harder so I wouldn't get out wound up snapping my neck in half. What? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Where is this guy now? Do you know? This, this guy is walking around these streets free. <laughs> there was no consequences behind that? No, because I wound up not pressing charges. Um, And the reason why I did not press charges was because when it happened at first, it was, oh, I'm sorry, I'm be here, I didn't mean it and all of that so me being naive I was trying to be like okay you know it was an accident we were fighting I did hit him as well pretty much just blaming it on myself and just putting it on me um because that's what he was saying like oh it's your fault why this happened you the one who did it first and all this other type of stuff that he was saying and I really felt like it was my fault so I did not press charges and then I was also thinking about his kids as well he's the sole provider for his kids the the mother's not in their lives and I was just really thinking about those kids but if I can go back and do it again I would definitely would have press charges because I wound up trying to press charges after but it was past um, the statute of limitations right. um, let's go back to the first relationship mm-hmm. yeah, um, the, the, you said you stayed you stuck around for four years yeah were you scared to leave in that relation were you scared more so than sticking around because you thought it was going to work out? Um, no. Well, I can't say I was scared. I was, I was mentally scared because it was something familiar and it was more so he was belittling me every day. So I thought less of myself. Oh, nobody wants you. You're not going to be anything, even though I was a nurse. Um, And I had a lot going for myself. I was a nurse. I had my own gymnastics company and everything. But just that mental aspect of him down. That was the verbal abuse. Yeah, that was the verbal abuse. And saying, oh, your parents don't want you and all this and that. And pretty much trying to isolate me. And these are black men. Yes, these are black men pretty much trying to make you feel like you're nothing and you need him to feel like something right I couldn't hear you in your household growing up did you see this as well no I never seen um, my dad physically abuse my mom or vice versa um, it was more so of the the it was more so of the verbal, the verbiage, like I used to hear my parents arguing and yelling every single day. And I thought that was okay. Right. Especially with um my mom being from the islands. My mom is Jamaican, so 
yelling and cussing and you know, it was it was normal. It was like, okay, well, this is what you do in a relationship. So, what's your project that you um, you share with people and you try to help and heal, you know, hurt souls? How and how should I ask this question? Not how, but what? I've, clearly, you have a motivation behind it, and why do you do it? But um, what are you what are you trying to get people to realize before it's too late? Or, or trying to how you how are you trying to help them in that sense before they realize it's too late or just catching it before it becomes too late? I'm trying to get them to see those warning signs, to see those red flags, to understand by a man or even a female putting you down and talk talking down to you that's where it starts it starts well, give me some more red flags other than like um you know talking down to you and of course abuse physical abuse but some from red flags that might that might start before like stay in the introductory stages of relations that yeah. you ignore it's it's like the controlling aspect because you uh-huh. as a as a woman, you know, oh, he's tall, he likes me, oh, uh-huh, like that, and then like also controlling like some men they don't want their women to work just because they're like okay you know you can be a a housewife or whatever the case may be, but some men do that and revert to you don't have. If I'm mm-hmm. taking care of you, you don't right. have money. It's like reverse psychology thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, I'm doing everything for you. You don't have right. to do anything. And you like, oh, my man taking care of me. Ooh, but, but then you got to go by his word, too. Yeah. Like he like, oh, I'm paying the bills. You got to cook and clean for me anytime mm-hmm. I want you to. You got to submit to me anytime I need you to. And that's that's a major one right there. And what else? I'm trying to think like what else like when you when you talking and just just the the public disrespect, the calling out your name the first time they do it. No regard to public, like the people that's around and not given a care for it. Right. And then like they'll try to they'll try to embarrass you in front of people. Cause some people they will like me, I'm. I try to be as secretive as I can, as far as in like not letting everybody into my relationships and stuff like that. But even with both of my um, domestic relationships, they try to like. Even if you be like, "Oh, baby, what you want to eat?" or whatever the case may be, and you're out in front of friends and family, what you mean? What I want to eat? Don't you think? Like they'll try to try to downplay you pretty uh. much your friends and your family and you be like dang like right. I'm just asking you what do you want to eat <laughs> right wow I'm just trying to process all this kind of thing you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know you know oh wow so how are you going about your life right now after all of this well as of right now I've definitely been back on the ball um this year well next month it will be five years that i've survived um being in a wheelchair 
from domestic violence. So this year I'm actually doing a charity event gala called the Wings of Change. And I'm just pretty much giving back to my community and giving back half of the proceeds will go to a domestic women's um, shelter um, out here in McDonough, Georgia. Okay, so location, where can they contact you for the event for the gala? Yeah, so everything is online. You can purchase your tickets online at www.thevivianneelyproject.org. And it's like that on all social media platforms Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, um, The Vivian Neely Project. And you are collecting donations there. And you also can purchase your tickets as well on each of the platforms so um have have you been um telling your story in other, on other platforms actually this year will be my first year besides you, you all so y'all have the the full exclusive i've never told anyone how i actually became paralyzed wow. um you see that feedback thank you queen <laughs> you were I mean, that's awesome. I'm 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 appreciative that you was able to share that with us because that's a. I'm sure it wasn't easy to talk about as well. No, it definitely wasn't. Um, I've been hiding for a very long time just due to embarrassment and feeling, you know, like stupid. Like, dang, Erica, like this is your second relationship, and then right. the second one almost took you out of here. Right. So it was just more so of a embarrassing. Uh, embarrassment but I realized like I have a true testimony and I have to really tell my story because it can really help a lot of people out here that's going through the same thing or feel like they're alone and abandoned and you know I'm just really here to finally tell my story to let let people know like hey you're not alone like it's someone out here that's going through the same thing or even went through the same thing that you're that you're going through or have went through so everybody notice oh i'm sorry go ahead no go ahead ahead. oh so i really been telling people like i'll say like an accident or something like that and they be like they'll automatically think like oh a car accident okay and i just let people go go ahead and go along you know with the car accident thing but it's 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 time time to tell your story Every time you do speak about it, do you feel some sort of relief off your shoulders, off your back, um, anything like that? Yeah, I actually feel like a burden has lifted because I've been trying to save him for so long, like let him save face for so long. And only like like people that's close to us, like family, know actually what happened. And then for forever, he'll be like, oh, well, it was her fault. It was her fault. He never really took accountability right. for his actions. That's right. So every time I speak about it, it just empowers me every single time. Has this situation, I'm sure it has, but what kind of trauma has it caused to you? Oh, man all types of um issues uh, <laughs> where can i start um but i'm 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 working on them daily um insecurities 
um, it's, it's caused a lot of different um, trauma. It caused a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, um, a lot of um, not being not being comfortable. You know, not being not being comfortable with my body, being able to accept the wheelchair. Um, I'm finally this year. I'm finally accepting my wheelchair. Is is it took a long road. I was about to say, how was that adjusting? How was that adjusting from that? Like, you know, being able to do whatever you wanted, whenever as far as getting up and going. And now you're in a wheelchair. You know, with limited I, mobility and. That was the most hardest thing that I, yeah, that's, that was like the biggest adjustment because, um, even up to me getting hurt, um, I was a gymnast. I was doing gymnastics. I've been doing gymnastics for 26, 27 years. So I was always in the gym. I was a gym rat. I was, I was track and field. I was cheering. I was flipping I was you know I was doing a lot of different things getting up and going whenever I wanted to so being able to not do that anymore it it really weighs on me because now I have to depend on people now I have to wait on people and that's that was just never my mindset I was always a get up and go person since I was young and when I moved out of my parents house at the age of 16 it was just like okay, I'm on my own now. Anything that I need, I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to get it on my own. And now it's like, even if I need someone to t- drive me to the store, I got to be on that person's time. Right. So it's a, it's a, it's a mental um, adjustment as well. Wow. Physical. So how do you plan to move your project and the whole non- non-profit um, organization forward and, and build it so right now since this year I'm doing the gala it's it's starting from here starting from doing the gala and then after the gala I'm planning on doing like a back to school drive for the kids out here and just keep going um, I've been a motivational speaker for a long time too but I never really understood what I was doing you know what I'm saying? From when I was a teenager, like all my friends used to come to me and ask for advice and I used to give advice and stuff like that and never really understood what I was actually doing. Was until getting, now. Right? So now I feel like I'm walking in my purpose and I do have a testimony to reach out to people and talk to people who's um, who because, you know, some person has been in a domestic violence relationship or a person of a person knows someone who's been in a abusive relationship, especially now with our youth. With our youth, it's it's crazy. They think it's cute. Yeah. They think it's okay. They oh well, girl, he put a he put a gun to my head or he told me he loved me or something <laughs> like that. And they think right. it's cute. Right. And that's a form of love, right? Right. Let me, let me ask you a question. Can you can you visually like with your eyes spot someone that's going through something that does that's scared to talk about it or scared to open up about it? Yes. You yeah. can look in in faces or gestures or body mannerisms or whatever it is. And yes. Tell. I definitely can. Because can you, you tell see, with men or or women only. 
<laughs> right now, I can tell with both. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because you can see the fear in someone's eyes. Yeah, yeah. Or mm-hmm. you can see, like, when somebody's talking, you can see, like, if that man is talking with authority, you see the woman looks down or her mm-hmm. body sinks in, especially mm-hmm. to get louder. And that's, right. that's vice versa, too. Mm. That's deep. It is. You can really see the hurt in someone's eyes or um, body mannerisms on how how they act or you can see like if they go to like to hold their hand or reach out towards them they'll jump back and be like oh oh okay especially if they're out in front of people right okay so you see a fist come to them they think they're gonna you know <laughs> it's a fear factor right yeah absolutely So how many women per minute or hour what have you been? You know, abused, I guess. You know, verbally, physically, how many? How many I've held so far? Um, no, like the, the, the statistics of how many abused per day or per it, statistics shows that at least a hundred a hundred women a hundred women are abused in the la- the next two days. And it's is it's really all around. And the reason why my foundation a hundred women will be abused in the next what? Two days. A hundred women will be abused in the next two days. Yes. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That, and that's a lot. <laughs> that's definitely a lot. That's daily, you saying? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. And uh, if you have an idea of what percentage of that are are people of the women speaking up about it, or how many of them are not, and, and how many are speaking about, you know, bringing 5%. it to. Five percent of those women. Oh my goodness! Wow. Are scared to speak about what they're going through because you have to understand too. Just like, just like with me, it was I don't want to tell my parents or I don't want to tell my friends or my family because it's embarrassing, right? Be or it's a judgmental thing. I don't want nobody to judge me. I'm scared. You know what I'm saying? So some people look at it as, well, I'm not going to tell them anyway what they're going to do. And then when you when you do speak up and then you tell them like, hey, I'm getting abused. What? What? What do you mean? Did I, you need to leave him? Did I? And then they'd be like, okay, well, I want to leave him. But then it's another embarrassment if I go back to him. And now my family, right. my friend cussing me out because you I, went back. I went back to him. yeah it's like a revolving door it's like okay because I did that it took me for my first relationship I was with him for four years it took me legit um I want to say it took me five times to actually get up and actually be like you know what I'm done like I'm officially done it took me literally five times I kept 
going back, going back. Um, I fell out with my best friend because she was like, I, I don't know what to do no more. I can't help you. you. She was trying to help you in that situation get out of it. Yep. And you wasn't hearing it. I wasn't trying to hear it. Or I was hearing it, but it was going through one ear and out the other. How are y'all now? Y'all back? Y'all yeah, back oh yeah, we we back in we back in popping. That's my baby. Yeah, that's because that's important. You don't need to um part ways with a best friend over that loser. Oh yeah, most definitely. No, no, that's my girl. She even she mad at me that I went through it the second time, but she 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 here to help me. Anything I need, she's she's there. She won't call away. So how did the family take when you're older? You know, that's too hard on them. Yeah, it's definitely hard on them. Um, I think now my parents are okay. I'm not gonna say they're fine with it and stuff like that. You know, it's life. Learn to adapt and overcome. Um, but I think now my parents are finally excited that I'm finally speaking my truth and they couldn't really understand like why are you why are you scared why you just won't tell people why you just they never really understood my logic on behind on the reason why I'm not really telling people my my business in a sense Um, but now my 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 families they okay they want to they want to hurt them though but I just told them (laughs) we just gonna pray (laughs) <laughs> were, were you still protecting him from not saying anything? Was I still protecting him? Yeah, from not saying anything. Yeah, I was. I was definitely protecting him for a long time. Uh, but why? <laughs> I, I was gonna ask the question why, but I kind of know why. Um. <laughs> To be honest with you, how old were you at this time when this when this this four year span was? This four year span, I was eighteen. It started when I was eighteen. Baby, wow. That makes sense. You were still growing. Yeah, I was. I was still trying to figure out who I was. Right. And I, I really didn't. I, I want to say like he was my. Besides, you know, your high school boyfriends and stuff like that, he was like my first real boyfriend outside of high school. Like going on real dates. Yeah, like doing stuff on my own, driving, looking cute, and wearing heels and stuff like that. <laughs> so it was like, it was like, ooh, I got me a man. But little did I know, he was he was a little boy. Oh <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> But yeah, I, I get that question a lot. A lot of people ask me, you know, like, why? Like, and I guess that's what I was trying to refrain from, like, not telling people my, my true story. Like, why they ask me why? Why they want to know my business? Uh, but it was, you know, just being young and dumb. And then when, it's, when it happened the second time, it was not me being young and dumb because I wasn't young anymore. It was just something that felt familiar. It was just something that was, that was, I was okay with. And that's sad because, you know. You knew how to deal with it. Right. You knew how to deal with what was coming to you, even though you knew it wasn't right. Right. And I felt like, you know, at that time, 
and then it was it was it was hard on me like I beat myself up every single day hell I still do it now but I tried to you know forgive myself that's what I had to do first in order for me to heal I had to forgive myself and then I had to forgive them because I was mad at myself more more so that I allow myself to go through this not once but twice right and now you have a bigger purpose yes definitely definitely do and I never feel proud about what my purpose was until now and every time I speak everybody be like girl like I'm, I'm I'm happy for you I'm excited and I just see see the the joy in other people that I bring to other people by telling my story wow you have been great Erica you are so strong thank you you're such a strong queen just talking to you and you just sound like you're happy now yes I'm in a I'm in an amazing relationship now with the great guy so you know I'm glad that came how many years salute to that salute to that salute to that yes yes and he he accepts me for me even though you know I gotta work on my attitude but (laughs) (laughs) I'll be like you know if you've been through the trauma I've been through you'll understand but no I'm gonna work on that too I go through therapy too so well we thank you for uh, sharing your story with us thank you guys for having me I really do appreciate you all and we're going to put all your information up on our site and on IG and stuff like that so people get in contact with you so they can show them alright not a problem thank y'all so much the story on our platform for the first time we appreciate you love and stuff you want to give your um your, uh, your links out again one more time before we, we log out yeah most definitely so you all can follow me on IG at Vivian Neely Project and my website is www.org and you can follow Vivian Neely Project on all social media platforms thank you thank you guys y'all have a good night Good night to you as well. Bye-bye. This is the Snazzy Lifestyle Podcast. See Black the Business here. Keisha B. Oh. And Erica Jones. Good night. Peace out. Novi Essentials wants to make your bath time a relaxing and rejuvenating routine with their handmade organic vegan essentials. Novi Essentials offers premium quality bar soaps and personal care products for daily use, as well as those mini staycations and home spa experiences. Finally, a product that is affordable and all natural. Start your experience today at NoviEssentials.com. That's NoviEssentials.com to learn more about their products and also sign up for their subscription service. Novi Essentials, creating your spa experience at home you're listening to the snazzy lifestyle podcast with keisha b and c black the business every wednesday at 8 a.m